Hey there, friends. I'm so excited for you to jump into today's episode with my good friend, Megan Ely of OFD Consulting. We're going to talk through so many different things when it comes to advertising and marketing and getting published and all of those things. So um, definitely listen in, grab a notebook and pen. You will definitely want to remember certain things. We're going to talk about how to get featured, what to do after you are featured, and really to get on the radar of some of the people that you want to get featured on. So I'm excited for you to listen in. Also, I know that there is a ton of you listeners that tune in every single week or at least most weeks. And if you are loving our podcast, The Render Podcast, if you wouldn't mind going to Apple Podcasts and going to the little button that says leave a review, we would love to know what you're loving, what you're enjoying, and what you want to hear about next on the podcast. So please go ahead and leave us a review. We would absolutely love that. So here we go. Let's get into today's episode. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. with a good friend of mine, Megan Ely, and I'm so excited to introduce her to the show. She is the expert of all experts when it comes to the events industry and PR and what that means for all of us today. And so I'm excited to have her on the show today. Megan, will you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? And maybe a fun fact about yourself or something. Oh, gosh, absolutely. So I'm Megan Ely. I am the owner of OFD Consulting, which is a wedding publicity company. Essentially, we work with event pros from all over and from all aspects, including rentals. And what we do is we get them published in so many words. That could be podcast interviews such as this. It could be quotes in Martha Stewart Weddings, Brides.com. It's having their weddings published, so on and so forth. And even style shoots published as well. And so as I... I I've told people before, and I'm not just saying this because I am on your podcast, uh, my background is in events and I am a rentals enthusiast. I don't know if anyone like has ever self-declared that before, but I've worked in venues for years. So yeah, I'm like a rentals nerd to give you a little, here's my fun fact I'm going to tell you is, well, I'm terrible at memorizing phone numbers, right? So like, I think most of us don't know anybody's number anymore. I know right. my husband's I I number. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have my husband. I know my home phone from when I grew up, of course, but that's it, except for my number one rental company back in the day. I still know their number because oh I called God. them so often. So that's actually a real, I didn't know the fun fact was coming, and that is a real rental influenced fun fact about me. <laughs> <laughs> that, is so that is so fun. Yeah, I mean, now that we have smartphones, we don't have to remember people's phone numbers. And so yeah. I mean, it's just a crazy world nowadays. Yes, exactly. But if I need a rental in Richmond, Virginia, I know exactly who I'm going to call and I won't need to look it up. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. Well, let's start off the episode by just dipping our toes in what does PR mean? What is publicity? What does that look like for and events companies specifically to rentals. What does that look like? What are some examples of what that might be? Sure. Well, I always like to start by defining it. So forgive me. I'm going to get a little academic for a second. I can't help it it because, yeah, well, the thing is people go to school and they go and learn business and marketing and advertising. And then they watch Mad Men and they learn more about advertising, at least from like the 60s. And then they also know of PR. And academically, they're very separate. If anyone goes to a college or university, they're taught in very different buildings different dress codes, the whole thing. But then you go out in the real world and a lot of people use the terms kind of interchangeably, which is actually incorrect. And so public relations in really the simplest sense, and and let's take rentals, for example, I'm a rental company. I have a message I want to get out. I mean, besides hiring me, but like we are the leading provider of X. We are the trendsetters. We are the, whatever that message is going to be. You know, I can't, every, every listener is going to have a different message. I need to reach out to an intended public, an actual audience, and that's going to be engaged couples, corporate uh, association planners, uh, people in a position to refer business. We're talking planners and venues and designers and so on and so forth. I've got this message. 
I need to get it to the audience. And PR is when you utilize the media as that channel of the in-between. Oh, they see you being quoted up all over the place in Bridal Guide or Brides.com, the not so and so forth. They see your gorgeous work being published um, and so and so forth. They hear you on a podcast. And so that's going to be at the heart of it. What PR is, is with no exchange of money, unless of course you hire a publicist, but you don't pay for that placement. That would be advertising. Advertising is when you go to message, got an audience, but you are paying for controlled space and time, whether, and that would look like, you know, things like on a blog, there's, you can see advertising when you open up a print magazine, you see those pages Mm -hmm. and sponsored posts, things like that. Influencers being paid, right? Where they go and they're like, oh, I'm just sitting on this fancy chair provided by, you know, (laughs) they're typically, there's an exchange of funds for that. And that would be advertising. And then of course, let me just say marketing would be on the other end of just like pricing and promotion. So all of those work together, but I know I'm excited to talk more about PR today in particular, because when it comes to rental companies, I know it's kind of a head scratcher, right? For like, for how to, but you already, you know, your question's great of what it looks like. It's the published features. It's being quoted, um, doing podcast interviews, maybe some public speaking. I love that. That's awesome. So um, to get super tactical and to give our listeners some examples of this, us as a rental company, we've kind of dabbled in a little bit of all of that. So as far as advertising, there's a local publication called Brides of North Texas. They also mm-hmm. have Brides of Oklahoma and Brides of Austin and a whole bunch of different areas in the South area of the U.S. And so that's something that we've paid for in the past. It's an exchange of mm-hmm. money, like we're saying. And our name and our, we had like a little advertisement in their magazine and such. And then we were able to sponsor events and such. But there was money exchange there. So that's advertising as being in something mm-hmm. like that. Um, another uh, option for that is like if you pay for a featured spot on the knot or wedding wire or something like yes. that. That's advertising, right? Mm-hmm. And then absolutely as as, um, marketing, that's your social media, that's you. Um, posting something here and there. It might be email marketing, things like that. That's an example of marketing. And then when we're talking about PR, that's like submitting styled shoots to mm-hmm. um, wedding wear. It's submitting uh, any any of your work to be published somewhere. Is that correct? Just to give our- hundred percent. And I would add one bit to that, if I may, using yes, your please. examples from advertising. Not only are you exchanging money for the advertising, but correct me if I'm wrong, more than likely, you also had a huge say in control over how your brand was being perceived, right? So if you're sponsoring an event, they may make suggestions about what they need, but you have the ultimate decision on that. When you Mm -hmm. have an ad, they're never going to run an ad and not run it by you because you're paying for that privilege versus PR, which... You know, and we'll get into the complications of this, but yes, you get featured. Well, I'm not the top person who's quoted. Well, I mean, did you pay for that? No, it's PR. So you're at the mercy of others. (laughs) Lack of control. Really, the biggest difference between advertising and marketing and PR Mm -hmm. is you have control almost 100% or a very Mm -hmm. high amount of control when it comes to your advertising and your marketing efforts. When it comes Mm -hmm. to PR, you really don't have a ton of control. You might correct some content, some photos, some quotes, some paragraphs, mm-hmm. and then they're able to use whatever in in whatever they want for their correct. And you can be strategic. It's correct. just not a controlled process. You know, it, it's very rare for a writer to be like, "Hey, can I run this by?" It's like, no, right. that's you. Just like surprise, it's here. And so, but the benefit, if I may add to that, because some people might be sitting here saying. Well, PR sounds terrible because there's no control. Well, (laughs) with that comes a social proof that does not come with paid advertising. I love, as a publicist, people are surprised by this. I love the idea of being able to control a message going out under the right circumstances. I pay for advertising in my own company, but at the end of the day, I value the social proof of, at the end of the day, I've sent this gorgeous event, I've sent this great content, and the editor has selected us our clients to be featured, to be quoted. So there's a gravitas to that. Right. That's awesome. Okay. So let's get into PR. So we've talked about Mm -hmm. what the difference is between the advertising and marketing and what PR is and publicists and all of that. So let's get into Mm -hmm. kind of the meat of that. What does that look like? What are some things that us as rental companies can 
start thinking about, start planning for, and all of that before mm-hmm. we actually get into submitting things and getting ready for that. Absolutely. Well, there's a couple of things. I'm going to give homework to your listeners, whether they anticipated it or not. So <laughs> the first bit of homework, you have to hold on to this mantra. For those who do the social events, I'm talking to the people who service weddings for just a moment. You know, There's different ways to do this, but I want them to get into the mindset. You can submit weddings just as much as the planner, the photographer, all the things. I This is a pep talk I also give to florists. The fact of the matter is these real weddings, which have proven in the last 12 plus years, I've been doing this 12 years, and just prior to that, real wedding features started to become a thing. It is proven as a really strong promotional tool, right? Like we see Splendid Insights shares that a third of couples say, yeah, I get some of my wedding day team from press. So that that statistically is shown it they're helpful for a myriad of reasons. The photographer owns the copyright to the photos and we need to remember that respectfully and, and we have to balance that and deal deal with how do we collaborate on that. But if as a rental company you have this killer event that you did all the rentals for all I mean every rental company is going to be different, right? But those who get really involved in the design and so on and so forth you guys have as much of a right, as long as you have the right permissions to consider submitting it. And I want people to start with that mindset because I feel very strongly that as much as we want to pay respect and be mindful of the photographer and make sure we have permission. And frankly, if a photographer wants to submit, let them, that's, that's their right with legally to do that. But if that gorgeous wedding is, you know, ready to go out, showcases all of your great pieces. And frankly, we're in the midst of a wedding boom. I mean, at the time of this recording, people are just bananas. And it's, there's not a year where people aren't busy with something, maybe last year, but other than that, right? And if you have this gorgeous wedding and you want to show it off and the photographer's like, I'm too busy. The planner's like, I'm too busy. Get the right permissions and consider submitting it yourself. So that's step one. I think people feel that they almost need permission from somebody to say, well, I know I'm not the photographer. Well, so what? Get the permissions. Yeah. yeah. Well, they so, qualified to you because they're like, well, I'm just the rental company. I'm not the planner. Yeah. And I hate when all. people say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I told you, I've got a soft spot in my heart for rental. So I feel very <laughs> strong about this is in that. So that's the first thing is to recognize that's a part of it. Now, if you were someone out there listening, saying, I have no time for that. I have no interest. Please make sure though, the next step, if you are like, you know what, I'm going to let the photographer submit. I'm going to let the planner submit. I respect that. The biggest thing they need to do when it comes to the real wedding side, and then we'll get into like what they can kind of do on their own is making sure that they get ahead of how they're going to be credited. This gets messy. People go, oh my gosh, I was featured in the not national. Oh, that's not how my name was spelled. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. not what I provided. Like I provided linens or I provided the linens and rentals. Like we see that, that gets complicated, especially when florists get involved and they rent some of their pieces. Like, how do you do that? And so making sure that you have a plan for the weddings in particular that truly stand out, that are editorially competitive, like that's that just knocks your socks off. You are going to want to make sure that whomever is submitting Give them a heads up. Hey, if you plan submitting, I just want to make sure you've got the crediting for us and let me know if I can help with anything else. Be very collaborative because I can't tell you, Cam, how many times I get, we get something published and we're so excited. And then we hear from somebody, it's not always the rental company, but they'll say, well, that's not how I wanted to be credited. Like, and they get really up in arms and it's like, well, I wish we'd had this conversation, you know, before. So that's step one is you can, you can be more involved. If you don't want to be, you need to take control of your part of the narrative, offer to help lend insight, whatever, without stepping on toes that you feel is appropriate with that. So that's step one. Yeah. The other part of it. I'll just also make sure that our our listeners understand here in Texas and Dallas particular, there's a lot of rental companies on weddings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't have everything in my inventory to be able to provide to in a wedding. Certainly a lot mm-hmm. of the things can go, but there's typically more often than not two, three, four, five different rental companies that are represented at a wedding. And then you've got the florist and you've got the DJ, and then you've got, you know, all the other vendors that are there. Mm-hmm. And so if you're submitting for a wedding, please always just like make it a task on your to-do list when submitting, check in with the planner to make sure you know who provided what, because I will say as someone who's been published, 
and I go back and look, I'm like, oh, I didn't actually provide that. Now it's going to be confusing because now I'm going to get calls. And we do often get calls from Mm -hmm. something that we've been published in where they're like, hey, I really want to rent that birch huppa of yours. And we're like, oh, well, actually, we didn't actually provide the birch huppa, even though it says we did. That Mm -hmm. was actually the company. And so just because there can be so many different rental companies or florists that rent or planners that rent or venues that have rental pieces, because the rentals can get a little bit of a gray area, just make Mm -hmm. sure that anyone who's submitting, just have it on your to-do list to make sure you are specific on what you provided versus what somebody else may have provided. Now, if you're the only rental company, great, you can say you did all the rentals. But more often than not, especially in a big city, there's going to be other companies that are providing those rental pieces. And so- Absolutely. It's <laughs> correct. One of the things that I've always admired um, about you and your podcast is also that kind of community sense and that collaboration and that overall theme as well. And I do feel that vibe when I'm listening. And it comes back to that. It comes back to being of assistance, not just like me, 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 make sure you credit me, but it's like, right. hey, I just want to give you a heads up. This was a job of a couple of us. And I want to make right. sure that you go ahead and do that. So I think 100% when it comes to that. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. may I add too, the other thing that, that, cause that's one aspect, right? And that's only for those who service weddings, which is not everybody. The other end of it. And I really would love for rental companies to like say, okay, this is what I'm <laughs> going to do in, 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 you know, this is my next step here is, yeah. you know, all those great articles where it, because all these great wedding planning articles, you read them all over locally. You read them on the not wedding wire, brides.com, Martha Stewart, blah, blah, blah. It all, even places like Refinery29 that has a wedding section, right? All these places have wedding sections, apartment therapy and so on and so forth, whether it's weddings, whether it's social and so on. One of the things that drove people crazy during the pandemic, I heard among many things is, well, I disagree with that. Like they'll read something and say, well, that's not true. I disagree with that. That's not it. And when Clubhouse was a thing for like five seconds, that was a hot topic. I hope it comes back in the off season. Just side note for anybody, but, but whatever. Anyways, it was was a lovely few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that from like a few months ago, but anyways, that was a hot topic a lot of the time. You know, people are like, well, I, how do I, I need to write this writer and, and tell them they're wrong. And and I'm just like, oh my Lord, I needed, I need enough like time (laughs) a day just to jump in. I want rental companies to take a more proactive approach because here's the thing. When it comes to being quoted, when it comes to being a part of the solution of these articles, there is a bevy of opportunities out there. I mean, as someone who manages 35 to 40 press inquiries a month for my collective on top of the guest articles, like there's plenty of it. We're just scratching the surface, right? (laughs) These writers are typically, they're enthusiastic for the industry. Very few have a background in it, and they're always looking for fresh ideas. They're coming to us for them. You guys are in a position out there. To be the ones being quoted. If you don't like the information being disseminated, now's the time to step out and go ahead and do that because the articles, as much as the features aren't going away, neither are the articles. Over 70% of couples say, especially on the wedding side, we would love more articles. We want to learn as we go along here. I mean, they're just always taking it in. On the corporate and association side, plenty of B2B places, special events, biz Mm -hmm. bash, you know, all the meetings, magazines. I mean, whatever you pick your poison, you know, to go ahead and do that. And so I'd love for a few minutes to kind of take people through how to go from here and actually do that. Because I know it's easy for me to sit here and say, well, this is what you need to do. But easier said than done as a publicist for a billion years. This is what I want folks to do. If this piques their interest, I want them, I would challenge them to find three spots online. What are three places? Yes, it could be Vogue, Harper's Bazaar. Like aim for what makes sense though and what's realistic for you. Could be local, could be a mix of national, could be niche. Go ahead and pick up to three outlets. And I want them to just block schedule themselves 15 to 20 minutes a week. That's all I'm asking to start. If you want to do it yourself, do it yourself. I'm here to tell you, you can start things on your own. Let's say you pick brides.com as one of the spots. We're just putting it out there. Every week, just start taking a little bit of the time. Start looking for rental topics. Start looking, run a keyword search on brides.com for rentals, for chair, like whatever seems appropriate from there. Also, if you're not, if you're coming up kind of short on that, because it's sometimes easier when you type in wedding cake, right? Rentals are a little bit different, but, but see what pops up. 
if you need to expand a little bit, think about, well, what's my area of expertise? Outdoor events, great. Run, run keyword searches on your expertise. I promise you, if you narrow it down to articles in the last six to nine months, you are going to see thematically the same writers over and over again. It might be five. It might be two. It might be, it probably mm-hmm. won't be more than four to five. Find those writers. Again, every week, just start searching, just chip away at it. Start seeking out those writers and following them on Instagram. If they have a public account, start reading their articles. I'm not telling anyone to pitch in the next 30 to 60 days, especially with how busy you are, but start digging mm-hmm. in and doing the research. Who writes about rentals? Who writes about decor and design that's appropriate for you? Who writes about outdoor events? Start to follow them and start from there. Get to know them and start internet stalking them to find their email address and introduce yourself. Give it a couple months, 15 minutes a week, read their stuff, find more people, keep track your systems, lady, like I am. Find a way to track their email, like, you know, put that down, reach out to them. Just simply, hello, Amy's my fake name. You need to know that about me. Hey, Amy, hope this finds you well. You know, I'm, I've been a reader of your articles over at brights.com, just taking a moment to reach out to introduce myself as an expert on rentals for future articles. Then just give them two to three lines about who you are, where you're based, link to your site and just say, listen, I, you know, I see that you cover rentals, outdoor weddings, so on and so forth. Those are all my area of expertise. If you're ever looking for an expert with a quick turnaround, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, and it's as easy as hard as that, but I would love for people to start thinking like that. That is really great advice and so simple too. I mean, it's a very easy, quick, no pressure email to send over to someone. It might sound a little scary if you've never done it before, but super simple. The worst that they can say is, hey, not right now. And they'll maybe reach out later. Yeah. And they may not, and let me say it's either that, not right now, or the worst could be no response. But I promise you that the right writers, not all of them do this, but the right writers will take the time to archive your email and save it for a rainy day. We wrote, one of my favorite stories is we wrote Pop Sugar. We pitched him one day, Ariana, my, my, um, but well, my colleague did this. She hears from them on a Friday, nine months, almost to the date and said, oh, well, we can't work on this, but can you help with these three articles? Like what, where did that come from? You know, it happens. And that's, that's one time is kind of funny, but that does happen. Right. That's so cool. Now, would you recommend people following up with those emails? Like, Uh, that's a great question. So everyone feels a little bit differently on this. Let me tell you my opinion on this and, and take it for what it's worth. Unless it's time sensitive, you have something urgent, whether it's a celebrity event you're trying to place or something like that. Like typically just submit it and call it a day. There is no need to follow up to make sure when, when I, um, you look at all these different statistics and surveys that come out in the publicity world. And it's like, what are the things that annoy the media the most? Right. And one of them is being called or DM'd improperly or being tagged and stuff. But the other thing is being followed up. Hey, just making sure you got my email. It's like, yeah, we got your email. Like 99% of the time we get your email. So don't worry about that. Instead, follow up down the road. Like what I would do is if you introduce yourself, follow up down the road with a couple of story ideas, follow up again down the road with a couple of story ideas. So let's say you write Amy in the next couple of months. Let's say it's September, October. Okay. At the time this recording, we're in September, right? So let's say you write them in late October. Don't hear from them. Maybe you follow up when the new Pantone color of the year comes out in early December, which is like the first week in December. Mm-hmm. Amy, hope you've been well since I last reached out. Listen, the Pantone colors of the year just came out. If you're interested in connecting about really anything related to how it can be utilized, I'm happy to be a resource. So see what you know, just maybe touch point. Hope you're well. You know, as we're looking mm-hmm. at engagement season, thought it might be timely to to consider an article on X. So just keep having that conversation and they'll, they'll let you know, they'll be in touch if it's inappropriate, but so yes, follow up only if you've got something of value to add to your previous email. I think that's a really great point. Instead of saying like, Hey, I want to make sure you got my email. They might not respond 99% of the time. They're probably not going to respond if they didn't respond to your first email, but Mm -hmm. having something tangible that can, you know, like the Pantone call of the year or, you know, some really great event that you had that you want to help them with or an idea that you might have that maybe no one's thought of before, something like that. Correct. I always tell people, you know, keep whether it's like an Evernote or I don't care if it's a little notebook, whatever, 
And things are going to pop up during events. And if you're kind of intimidated by the idea of, well, what can I lend to the conversation? Things happen every weekend. I did weddings for bunches of years. Things happen every weekend. So, you know, do we talk about like maybe you see you see something and you think to yourself, if I could have an article to teach people this, it would be that. It, you mm-hmm. know, here's a question. I get all the time that could be solved by an article, like start writing those down, even on a notes on your phone. And when the time comes, you'll be really happy that you did that. Hey, rental pro friends. We have a free masterclass that is happening right now for rental companies. Are you joining? If you haven't joined yet, please go to the link in our bio and pick a time that works for you. We have so many to pick from. I'm teaching you how to build a seven figure event rental business. And there's only a few spots left. You're going to get tons of valuable information that's going to help you plan for future and build the business of your dreams. And I'm telling you, you are not going to want to miss this. There's been so many people who have taken our free masterclass before and they take some of their strategies. We actually teach you five different strategies that are killer and you're going to love it in this masterclass. So please go sign up. We're excited to see you there and we can't wait. That's a really good idea. Yeah, we have ideas all the time or like, Hey, people don't typically think about this for rentals. Maybe this is a good tip or, you know, maybe a question that you get all the freaking time from your clients. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, you know, this question's been asked over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Perhaps an article might help solve that problem later down the road. Absolutely. If you could think seasonally about it, you could think about you could think about pop culture things popping up that might be relevant to you. You could think about even the weather when when these unfortunate hurricanes come you know, barreling mm-hmm. in, there's actually, and most of the writers are typically like in New York, LA, like they're not getting hit by it. So they can cover those things. You know, when Ida mm-hmm. came at, like, what can you cover from a rentals perspective? Bad weather, like what you need to know the week of your wedding decisions you may have to make, things right. like that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a really great idea. All right. What other <laughs> tips do you have for our listeners as far as um, PR goes? Well, so when it comes to tips in general for folks. I mean, it's good to always cover the real weddings. It's good always to cover being quoted, but a few things to bring up. First and foremost, I get a lot of questions about, well, I already have press. And I know that some of your listeners, right? How do I maximize that? And so I always tell people, listen, first and foremost, once you have three great pieces of press, right? Once once you have that and you're really proud of them, it could be a mix of local, national, niche, so and so forth. Mm-hmm. That's when it's time to have a press page because press only lives as long as you allow it to, right? And so if you really want that to show off that social proof, then you need to make sure that you really are taking the time to put it out there. And that's going to look like a press page where it listed, it links to the great press. It's very clear what's going on there. You can blog about it. If you have an email newsletter, you know, working that in and adding value to your readers. I know sometimes it's like, well, my press seems a little promotional, but if you can augment your advice with further great advice, it's a great thing to do. If you get some of the big ones in particular, you know, some of the bucket list ones, it may not Mm -hmm. hurt on the main page of your site to have an as seen in, you know, if you finally get the Martha pickup that you're running, or ruffled or green wedding shoes, like that's Mm -hmm. a good place to put it as instantaneous social proof. Because the fact is, are people going to find you for being quoted in the knot immediately and say, I'm going to hire that person? Not necessarily, but discerning couples will be impressed by your authority as well. So that's one. I would say the next thing too, is be open-minded to what published means. I think we, as much as I want to give the pep talk to your wonderful listeners and say, you need to go ahead and get published for real weddings. Well, the fact of the matter is it's not always about what's pretty, right? There's so many other things you can be doing. Yes, you can do styled shoots. I have complicated feelings about styled shoots, but, but you can do all those things. But if you're not a writer and you're more of a talker, I mean, it's a little, you know, kind of meta to be talking about this, but why aren't you pitching yourself to podcasts? Like there are a bevy of great B2C podcasts that people can pitch themselves to, to engage couples, especially if you're someone who maybe you are not help. Like, yes, maybe you're in this one region, but you want to be able to expand a little bit. That's a great way to do it. So that's another way to kind of think about what it's like to be published. Another thing I tell people is as much as it's great to have stars in our eyes about being published in general and, oh, I really want to be in Harper's or Vogue. Well, I got to tell you, if you want to be in Vogue for a wedding, I mean, most of the time you have to have some sort of couple who's a celebrity or of notoriety. It's very rare that you're going to have that. And it's great if you can get that big get. But I would tell people, if you mainly serve your local market, give love to your local market. One of the first things I yeah. did when I, I, I referenced you know, being in venues, 
when I moved over to OFD, I sort of needed to change the conversation about who I was in this market. I I had a background in PR. I'm a wedding industry expert. And so I actually reached out to just the local folks, like the people who cover maybe weddings once or twice a year and just introduced myself. And, you know, after 10, 12 years of doing that, I've been really proud to have a full two page feature with my picture in it in, you know, one of the local magazines because of these little beginnings of just simply introducing yourself. So it's not just the national stuff. It's also the local. So I would say, make sure you've got that press page to continue to live on. Make sure you give love to the local and unless you truly are a destination, but I would contend most rental companies are probably going to stay a little bit closer to home, right? Unless they're expanding to other markets. And then also being open to what being published means. It could mean podcasts. It could mean public speaking down the road as well. There's nothing wrong with exploring beyond the confines of real weddings. Right. And I like that you are mentioning the local market for sure, because I think when we think about PR and we think about these big publications, it might be a dream to be in some of those that you've mentioned. Mm -hmm. But a big part of you getting business in general is going to be from the other vendors that are around you. Um, You, like you mentioned, know that we are very community oriented here. And so part of getting new business and getting your name out there and doing all that is maybe reaching out to some of your local wedding planners, venues, photographers, florists, other vendors. They likely are blogging on their sites. Um, because it helps with SEO and it helps with, you know, your expertise in the market. And so perhaps you can guest blog on their um, places and, and that would fall more under the marketing or advertising because you're controlling a little bit more of that narrative. But that's another option as far as the whole reason why you're marketing is to get your name out there and to um, build your business. And so part of that might be really tuning into your local market versus the big national brands. And of course, you know, Harper's yes. Bazaar and Brides.com and Martha Stewart, those are great authorities to have on your site, like you mentioned. Um, but it's not the end all be all. A hundred percent correct with that. And it's great to have these big dreams. And if you can place there, I think it's all the more power. We had a Harper's pickup. We were so excited about it. It landed at the right time for us. We, it was great for our client, but we're equally excited when we get that great local love as well. And um, some of the, you know, other well-known and also niche. I give a lot of love to niche because at the end of the day, niche publications tend to focus more on specialties, destination, LGBTQ, um, you know, South Asian weddings, so and so forth. And what's great about those is, yeah, they may not have the traffic of the nod, which is a great place too, but like they may have the traffic of it, but they are really narrowing it down and getting you in front of that potentially exact audience you're looking for. If you're a rental company that specializes in Indian weddings, for example, well, yeah, you're probably going to want to go focus on Maharani or some of these other sites as well. There's a lot of value there. Yeah, definitely. And that comes back to like we've talked on previous episodes, finding out who your ideal client is, um, who you want to be servicing, um, and then providing the rentals for, you know, that ideal client and then taking a step further, going in marketing and doing some PR for where your clients are looking for inspiration mm-hmm. and looking for advice on what to do for your rental company. Absolutely. You said it perfectly. It really comes down to, you know, the best places to be picked up are the channels that connect you to where your clients are. Make sure you know what your clients are consuming in terms of media. Like ask those questions. That's the important thing. Then I would say secondarily, what would impress them? So maybe they don't read Harper's every week, but if that's something that's going to impress them, well, maybe you go after that, you know, make that a longer term plan. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely get into the habit if you're not already asking your clients, where are they finding you? Are they finding you from Instagram? Are they finding you from a local publication? Are they finding you from the knot or wherever? I mean, there's so many ways that people get in touch with us. And so if you keep a running tab of where they're inquiring from, that's going to help you make the educated decisions on where you should go after for your PR, your marketing, your advertising, all of those, and let you know really where to spend your time and your money. Absolutely. And I think what it comes down to at the end of the day, if I may say, and this is larger, like this is not just PR, this is marketing's all the thing is asking yourself as you jump into this world, what has to happen for that to be success, right? It's right. like, we, I know some people are going to listen today and say, that's it. I'm going to be a Martha Stewart wedding. And that's great. If you want that, I want to be a speaker. I want to be on Kim's podcast, like whatever. <laughs> and that's great. 
But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself because none of us have unlimited time. I would love to squeeze more time out in a 24 hour day, but it is, <laughs> I, unless someone's figured it out, I certainly don't know how to do that. Yeah. And it's important to understand that everything we do should be purposeful. You're at point A, whatever that is, even if you're 12 years in like myself, you're trying to get to point B, what has to happen for you to get, be there? And, you know, what does, what makes sense for you when it comes to that? And so, you know, on our side of things, I find that, you know, just a little bit of preparation for yourself, making sure that if you have a contact form on your site, you ask every single person, how did you hear about us? Making sure that you track that, making sure that you install Google analytics on the back end of your site or whatever the equivalent is for you. Yeah. To see when you get that feature, how much traffic did it send? And if I may add, like, this is kind of working backwards here. But one of the things to remember too is PR is meant to send traffic to you. It's put eyeballs on you. You have to make sure you have something that's convertible. So before anyone jumps off and says, that's it, I'm going to go submit this wedding from last week. Well, that's great. But you have to bear in mind that is your, and, and you tell me, Kim, because this is where you, you will know all the rental things, but is your portfolio up to date? How current is everything on your site? What about your branding and your aesthetic? Do you, how well are, and I hope I say this correctly, but like if you're showcasing your wonderful pieces on your site, how well are those being shot? Like, are, you know, what does your social media look like? Because PR can send, just like marketing, just like advertising can send people to you in audience, but it's going to be your job to convert them. So just a few things kind of to think about on the back end. It's that unsexy sound of PR, but that's what makes it, yeah, that's what makes it work for you though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You want to make sure you don't have broken links. I mean, we all have tons of inventory on our websites. And so yep. if you have something that maybe was uh, linked to in a feature in um, really anywhere, um, mm -hmm. and it goes to a piece that you no longer own anymore, are they going to be sent to a broken link? And are you taking care of that broken link? Us as rental companies, we overturn inventory all the time. We're renting things, we're yes. selling things off, replacing them with new items. And so uh, if you are submitting features, like we've been in business since 2012, so that we've been had plenty of PR in the past. Mm -hmm. I have some of the pieces that I've had from even 2018, for example. And so Correct. making sure your website's up to date and is that mm -hmm. piece that you sold that was featured in brides.com or fill in the blank, doesn't matter where, but is that piece that was featured or is that now redirecting to a new link? And then making sure that everything is working on your website. Is your contact form working? Is your portfolio up to date? Is your Instagram and your uh, website looking very similar. It doesn't feel like you're going to Instagram, you're going to a completely different website and mm -hmm. not in the same area, making sure your, your message is clear and consistent. You have call to action. So let's say mm -hmm. you get featured, they go to a piece of inventory, they go to your website. Now what? Are they just stuck there when they don't have a direction to go? Uh, mm -hmm. So making sure that all of that is up to date. And may I add that maybe this is kind of one of these things where, you know, in, and when it comes to systems and processes, it doesn't hurt to have a repeatable task. I'm a repeatable task girl. I know on the first of every month I do X and then this, I use Basecamp. That's what I use to kind of stay on top of things, but everyone's got their own thing, right? And so this is great for those looking to, because that's what I want to do today is empower people to represent themselves and, and to know that they can do it in-house a lot of the time. Um, there are benefits to hiring a publicist, but I don't want anyone to leave this conversation thinking that they have to do that. But what you have to do is dedicate your time, even if it's 30 minutes of a week and commit to it. These are the tasks you're going to start looking at the, you know, making sure that, you know, you've got your form set up, Google Analytics, blah, blah, you know, going after those writers and, and just taking some time for that. But also to your point, redirecting the links, like all of that can be done in house with the right discipline and, and commitment to put that time aside for it. Yeah, exactly. All right. One last thing that I definitely want us to cover is when we get published. So we've talked about how do you get published? Where do we start that conversation? Let's say you get published. It's in mm -hmm. Harper's. It's in Brides. It's on a local publication. Fill in the blank, wherever it goes. So you've got the piece. Now what? How do we keep that relevant? Where do we share it? How often do we share it? Do we need to do anything else with that? Or do we just leave it there and never touch it again? <laughs> do the opposite of that, right? <laughs> walking away from that. So yeah, absolutely. So first of all, well, of course it depends. Are people working on their own? Do they have help? So and so forth. Again, I'm a systems girl. So I like the idea of having some sort of 
checklist, like having some sort of, this is what we need to do when new press comes in, make it a part of your standard operating procedures. We do, we have for every client press that comes in. So first of all, have a system for making sure, like my little tip, quick tip, uh, go to talk walker alert. So talk T-A-L-K and then walker, like walking, W-A-L-K-E-R alerts. It's free. It's Google alerts, but way better. And so that's how you can kind of track, you know, your own company name Mm -hmm. popping up from there. You do it a couple different ways. First of all, put it on a press list, get organized, dump it onto a Google Doc or Airtable or whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I'm not going to tell you what. Just there's put so it many, on something. There's so many systems out there. So many I systems. Mean, do <laughs> yeah. yes, do what works for you. Right. From there, what you're going to want to do is have a plan in place, an easy checklist. This is okay. This needs to go on Instagram, or maybe it's on stories. Maybe it's in a roundup of things you're doing. Um, other Instagram, Facebook, whatever you're doing, um, pin it to a press board if that makes sense for you. That's what we do is we shift an automation through if that, then this, that. If it posts to Instagram, it will automatically also go to a Pinterest board. So that's, I don't even touch that. Hopefully, like I, don't even, I just walk away from that. Um, what makes sense, you know, considering the blogging side of it as well. Like, is this something worth blogging or do I do a roundup at some point when I, I have enough press pop up? Who do you need to let know as well? Keep in mind, yes, you're the one with the bullhorn, but are you sharing it with your clients, other vendors? Mm-hmm. Like what's appropriate for that as well? Um, I have a client, Jules, who she's based out of Colorado. She's wonderful. And what she does is she will schedule time and like jump on Insta stories and not only feature it, but then expand on whether it was the event. She's a planner. It's like the event and the design, the look, all this, or if it's tips, she will expand on the tips, which I always have a lot of respect for how she does that. Um, but that can continue to live on and then determine if it needs to be on a press page as seen and so and so forth. But put together yeah. a little checklist, you know, even if it's something that you can pass off to somebody like we have, gosh, some, I mean, I'm not kidding you. I think last week we had, <laughs> this is great. We had 35 press pickups in one week. I was That's like, awesome. yeah, it's crazy, but I don't share that as like a, Hey, look at us. But it's like, right. a, you have to have systems in place you so you yep. can better, you know, be able to leverage that because some of the pieces were smaller, right? So you go mm-hmm. ahead and put that maybe in a round or like whatever you decide. And then every quarter we put it onto our press page too. So whatever system works for you, right. my point with having the volume that we do that you've got to have a system in place, but it will only continue to live on as long as you allow it at the end of the day. Well, it depends on what um, type of places that you have for marketing that extra stuff. So uh, for example, real-time example, us as a rental company, we use um, Asana for a lot of our task mm-hmm. lists, very similar to Basecamp. Um, there's a ton of different task softwares out there, but we use Asana. We love it. And so perhaps real-time advice, you make an Asana task list and it says, mm-hmm. you know, when this happens, when you get featured somewhere, or you get a publicity thing that is coming out, you typically will know about it because you either submitted it or someone uh, tagged you in it. But um, say this thing happens, then figure out what platforms can you share it on? What do you have as a company? Do you have Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, your website? Do you have a podcast? Do you have uh, a TikTok? Do you have a Snapchat? Do you have, you know, filled like with so many, I feel like there's a zillion different platforms that you can feature your business on nowadays. Um, but figure out where your social outlets are and then figure out, okay, so I'm published this date on this date. I'm going to post it to Instagram. Then I'm going to do this on stories. Then I'm going to do this on mm-hmm. Pinterest. Then I'm going to write a blog post about it. Then I'm going to record a podcast episode about it. Then I'm going to do this and all of that. Um, similar concept that I've taught in the past, how we organize all of our marketing. And we'll link it in our show notes where we take one subject, one piece of content and break it apart a zillion different ways. And so you can mm-hmm. take your PR piece. I love that. And say, I'm going to share this little bit on Instagram stories, this little bit on the feed, this little bit I'm going to do, I'm going to make a new reel for that on Instagram. And then I'm going to share that reel on TikTok. And then I'm going to make this on Pinterest and create a new graphic for that and link back to that one PR post. And so how are we breaking it up into so many different pieces of content where we're not having to reinvent the wheel? We're not having to create new content. But you're taking mm-hmm. your existing content and just breaking it apart a whole bunch of different ways. And it depends on how I many love it. platforms that you have. I mean, not everyone has a podcast like us and not everyone has a blog and not everyone has all these platforms. But figure out what do you already have and then mm-hmm. break it apart to share it to all those platforms. 
I love that. One of my favorite little tips, which I'm sure you've talked about is I like taking great podcast interviews Mm -hmm. and squenching it down to like, take out, like maybe you, you get the download and you, or whatever, and you take out the intro in the end where, and then you as the expert talking, transcribe it. And then we turn that into guest articles. Like they obviously have to be written. They can't be, but we love doing that, pulling pieces of it for social media, all of that. Like, so that's what I do suggest to some of my clients as well. Yeah, exactly. Hey there, rental pros. I am so excited to really tell you a little bit more about our coaching session. So, you know, we have this podcast that's completely free that y'all can listen to every single week. And we have our online course, Rental Biz Academy, which we are always launching and always welcoming new students into. But we also have our coaching sessions. These are custom curated for you. And so if you have specific struggles or problems or hurdles in your business that you just need a little one-on-one guidance for, our coaching sessions are the perfect thing for that. I have a few students that I am coaching on a regular basis, and it's fun to be able to see where they're at and giving the information and the insights that they may not have thought of in their company and being able to really pour into those students. Man, it's so fun to see them thrive and take some of those lessons that we're teaching them and going through and see it really um, flourish in their business. And so if you have ever thought about one-on-one coaching with someone who has been in your shoes before and has gone through um, many, many different struggles and hurdles in their rental company, man, I am your girl. And I would love, absolutely love to meet you over Zoom or if you are local to DFW, Maybe we can grab coffee and talk about your rental business, but we have those coaching sessions. We're going to put a link in our show notes today for you to check those out. So I hope that we get to talk to you soon and you can schedule your one-on-one coaching session soon. Bye guys. I think that's really great. So make sure you have a pre-published test list of how you're going to get published, what you're going to publish, what you're going to submit, figure out when you're getting submitted and then have a post process as well. So we want to make sure that we're thinking about this all around and not just submitting something and then letting it fly out there and never do anything with it again. Absolutely. You've got to make sure it continues to live on. You'd be surprised um, the different ways that you can repurpose as well as continue to kind of sing the praises of it without going overboard, but seeing a great impact as a result. Yeah, exactly. You can never underestimate a good PR piece. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. Well, what um, last little bit would you like to share with our audience about PR um, that you haven't already shared that you want our listeners to really leave this episode knowing and understanding? Absolutely. You know, people often ask me, you know, why PR? How do I know it's right for me? Right. At at the end of the day, and and you and I talked offline. I mean, you get, you have a wealth of different listeners here, right? So when it comes to the listeners, just kind of speaking them directly here, guys, what you're going to be looking for is this. If you are someone new looking to increase brand awareness with a little bit of authority, you know what you know, and you want to get out there, that's great for you. If you are someone who's kind of in the middle of your career, sales are steady, right? Because you really advertising sales, marketing, that all works together as well, but sales are steady and you're looking to elevate, to go ahead and really capture that discerning client, couple, so on and so forth. That's great for you. This is also great for somebody who's looking to potentially build additional revenue streams. You know, they want to be seen as an expert. That could be for them too. Maybe they want to do more in the corporate Mm -hmm. or the association conference side. That could be right for you. And so again, it all goes back to what has happened for it to be a success, but those are just some of the reasons. Now, I also have a few people who are trying to get to the top of Google. That's going to be a great spot for them to be. They benefit from being quoted a lot and having links back to their site. So if any of these mm-hmm. resonate with listeners, those are all great reasons to consider exploring. It does go back to having a site that converts, of course. It does go back to making sure you've prioritized and you're comfortable with your pricing and how you've put yourself out there on social media. And I guess the one thing I would leave people with that the question comes up quite often is, well, I what if I don't want to do this myself and I have someone mm-hmm. else who, well, the fact is, it's not always about hiring a publicist, which I guess makes me bad at sales, but it makes <laughs> me honest, right? That look internally first, who is on your team? What are the things that you don't want to do about PR and who can you maybe offset by bringing in someone internally? Is it, I don't want to curate the images. I don't want to research the writers. Like what can be done 
within the confines of what you have already. Now, mm-hmm. if you want to bring in somebody from the outside, you can absolutely do this. I will tell you for those looking for wedding publicists, there are very few of us. There are fewer of us than there were five years ago, which is an unusual thing, right? right. Typically yeah. you're like, oh, there's like thousands of new planners right. and photographers. And, right. But no, there's we're, we're just this steady, small amount of people who specialize. If you're looking to do that, you want, well, one, you have to look at your budget, make sure it makes sense. And again, really know what your goals mm-hmm. are, but know that all the wedding publicists, we're all very different. We all specialize in different things. You will want to start to do your research. It's as much as you'd be hiring any consultant for your company is determining who vibes well with you. You you want to make sure that you like each other. No different than <laughs> couple hiring a wedding exactly. pro, right? Yep. Want to make sure you guys like each other and you want to make sure that your goals really mesh well with their relationships. It's always better to find a publicist. You don't want a yes person. You want somebody like, I'm not afraid on my first call. Somebody doesn't even hand me money. And I'm like, this, this won't work for six reasons. Let me, let me run through it. And I think they appreciate the honesty. Make sure when you're looking for that publicist, make sure that their press portfolio is current. I usually say relationships, I'm sure you've seen this being someone who's been published so much is Mm -hmm. that relationships have changed so much editorially that if you want to be placed in certain areas and so on and so forth, you want an honest conversation and you want to make sure that their current capabilities from the last year match up, skip anything that it's like, oh, well, I was an inside weddings. Well, yeah, three years ago, a lot. I mean, we, we all know a lot's changed since even with the pandemic. So I would say use as much of a discerning eye for seeking out help as you would really any consultant, but also look inward first and make sure whether or not you have the capabilities in-house to start to tackle some of those projects. Yeah, I love that. Well, we are going to link your contact information in the show notes. So if any of our listeners today are thinking, hey, I would love to have someone help me with this, they can reach out directly to you and your company. um, And we're excited to share that with them. So thank you so much for being here today.